Beehives. I'm your host, Santa, and this is Beehive Skeptics. I guess I'm Mrs. Claus today. <laughs> she has no real role. No? What? Well, she has a role. I... What does she do? Something. Exactly. <laughs> what does Which is actually going to be Claus my role do? today is basically just listen to you. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, we're promoting science and critical thinking in Utah. Indeed. Uh, this is our holiday episode. Uh, should be coming out right around Christmas time. Yeah. So I'm excited. I've been actually super excited for this for this uh, um, <clears throat> podcast because we're going to do it on James Randi, the Santa Claus of skepticism. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten has never heard of James Randi. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't know anything about him, so I am so excited to show her the way, mm. to introduce her mm-hmm. to this... A whole new world. Super this awesome magic guy. magic carpet ride it's, right here, straight out of Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm just a Jasmine, whole new baby. World. You know, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Show me this new world. Damn right. Right. It's, it's funny because while we were at PsyCon... Uh, they kept mentioning James Randi. They kept, James Randi did this, and James Randi did this. And we were doing our interview with uh, Kenny Biddle and Susan. I had to stop them and be like, wait, wait, wait. Don't say anything about James Randi because I haven't told her yet, and it's going to be an episode. So, yeah. 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 But before we get into that. Before we get into that. We're going to go over our Psycon experience. Mm. It was so awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, so we, so we showed up a little late. We learned that uh, you should probably show up on the Wednesday night and not Thursday morning <laughs> because our plane was a little late. Yeah, but those were extra <clears throat> classes that we paid for. Yeah, that's true. So you don't necessarily have to go to those, but the yeah. they had some extra things you could pay for. I would recommend it because it was awesome. They oh had one gosh, that was right. like my favorite one, actually, which is maybe, you know, problematic because they weren't really... I mean, it taught me a lot about skepticism for sure. But it was the magician one. Yeah. Because I didn't realize a lot of skeptics are originally magicians. Yes. Um, because they understand all the bullshit scams that people are doing. Exactly. Because they're magicians. Yes. And so they're like seeing through it. Exactly. So a lot of the head, well, I mean, a lot of skeptics tend to be magicians. Yes. A whole lot Magicians of and scientists, basically. Yep. And, that's... And, and we got to see Penn and Teller, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Is there skeptics and magicians, obviously, and we we learned magic tricks. Oh yeah, not from Penn and Teller. We but learned from another we learned magician. how to crappily do other magic tricks. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Kind of showed us like how some of the stuff they were doing in the seventies that they were these people were passing off as <sighs> being I'm psychic and I'm moving this with my mind. Oh yeah, what was it's the like, story? This is about... actually how you do this, and it's just he's a really good magician who's trying to pretend he's psychic. What was the story about Houdini where the guy was like, "Show me this trick," and then Houdini did this trick. Yeah. And he's like, "I know you're a psychic." There's like a letter where he's like, "I know you're a psychic because you showed me this trick," and there's no way any science or sci- psychic could do that. And it was and it was this trick. Oh, the thumb. The thumb <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Houdini, yes, it wasn't. He wasn't a skeptic, right? He's yeah. like one of the first skeptics. One of the first skeptics. He, yeah. He was seeing through the bullshit. Exactly. So um, that was actually really fun for me. That blur of magic and science and skepticism mm. in the heart of Vegas, baby. Heart of Vegas with a with a psychic booth right outside the. <laughs> yes, right outside the convention. There's a psychic booth. Yeah, but we went. Uh, I mean, I think my favorite was uh, was Kenny Biddle's. Um, Ghost hunting. Ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. Or, no, solving mysteries. He had a whole talk on it. It was wonderful. That was what we were late to, <laughs> but I'm so glad we actually made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, fascinating. Yes. And we would love for any y'all to join us next year. Absolutely. We had one of our group members, Java Joe. Hope you're listening. Sup, bro. Sup, bro. <laughs> he showed up, and we uh, we had a dinner with him. We were lunch with him, and we got to hang out a bit, and, you know, you could too. I think I think next time uh, it's my goal to go to one of the Penn & Teller shows. Yes. So if you go, we could do a group Penn trip Teller show. Yeah, down that's to the what's Rio. awesome, though, is just that it's in Vegas. Yeah, so and much fun Here's stuff. what I learned about Vegas when you're going there for a conference. All those people trying to sell you stuff, if you're wearing a blazer... Even if you've got some jeans under, Shane and I had some nice blazers and our little tags. We just say, oh, we're here co- for a conference. And they left us alone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. One, so one, one guy was just, trying to like sell us something. He's like, hey, hey, get over here. I'll buy those, some tickets. Those <laughs> people that are constantly trying to get you to buy tickets. Just tell them you're there for a conference. And they'll just be like, oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> and they'll leave you alone. That was amazing. But we did stay and we did have fun. Mm-hmm. And I love Vegas. Yep. We actually learned that uh, Vegas um, uh, escape rooms are too easy. Yeah, we escaped really <laughs> fast. We got on the letter board. We cannot escape from the ones here in Utah. Yeah, we I know, were like, I it's so fucked over. And then there we got out so fast. We, we were, were like, like what? what? Really we still have 20 minutes left? I don't get so it. So if you want to feel good about yourself, do a Vegas escape room. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, but I, I love Vegas because I, I like to sparkle. Mm-hmm. I miss sparkling. That's my first Taylor Swift uh, quote. Yes. I miss sparkling. I mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like to, uh, you know, draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. And uh, secret Swift. I like I like midnights to become my afternoon. So yeah. awesome. You know, I just I got three Taylor Swift references, <laughs> so I'm good. I'm good for that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get those in whenever I can. So one thing. So back to business. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not even done with the conference. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to mention the conference. Yeah. Okay. For the conference, I talked to James Underdown or Jim Underdown, and he is the head of the Center for Inquiry um, Investigations Group. And so what I did is I've been wanting to do more investigations here in Utah. And so I told him, I'm like, hey, if I tack on your $500,000 challenge um, and do an initial preliminary test here in Utah, can I offer to pay their plane ticket and expenses, uh, so plane ticket and hotel room, down to California to take the official test with you? And he said, sure. So now, in collaboration with the Center for Inquiry Investigations Group, I have officially started offering with Beehive Skeptics our own challenge. So if you think you can prove the paranormal, if you're a psychic, if you have a crazy uncle who thinks that uh, he can read minds or <laughs> move clouds or cure somebody, across the sky really yeah, or move clouds across the sky. Yes, he actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, then they can contact Beehive Skeptics. We will do an initial test, and if they pass, I personally, Shane Smith, with Beehive Skeptics, will pay their plane ticket and hotel room to go and do the test in California, which is Munderdale. In Vegas. No, California. Oh, it's in California. Yeah. Oh, he was just doing ones there while because he was in while Vegas. he was there, yeah. Oh, they, he okay. did. He did an investigation he did there. He's there. like, well, this person happens to be in Vegas, and we happen to be there, so yeah. we're going to do it. Uh, they didn't. They didn't pass. Yeah. <laughs> no one's passed yet, but we're still looking for it. Still looking. So, um, you know what? We might need to pause this because we got some hot milk here. Yes, hot milk. And since this is our Christmas episode, we are going to slam some Tim Tams. Oh. This is a holiday tradition we're going to share with you. This this bowl this is, is so hard. Like, it's a plate of milk. You yeah. get a whole plate of milk yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. This was taught to me by my good friend Tyson and his wife Sarah. Hi, Tyson so and Sarah. If you don't know what a Tim Tam is, it's a rectangular cookie kind of like a maybe an oreo you know it's got like a filling and two crackers and then it's covered in chocolate mm. so you've got to bite off both sides of the rectangle oh first you got to heat up the milk okay first heat up the milk yes in a plate and then bite and, it off. When, well not in a plate this is like a saucer a saucer and there's going to be film on it you got to get like a toothpick oh, did you it, get the yeah, film off okay then you got to bite off both ends of the cracker both ends long end yeah, on the, the short sides of the rectangle. Nami's. Mm, Tim Tams are so good. Get them at the store. I'd never even heard of Tim Tams before. Uh, this until is the, I've gotten this. Probably only the second time I've done this. Kirsten showed me this when we first started dating. Yeah, it's basically now what I do. These are like my Santa cookies to myself. Mm. You know, set out presents then slam some Tim Tams. Slam some Tim Tams. Snap into a it's like game. it's like morning right now, so slamming a Tim Tam feels wrong. Like I feel like I'm drinking alcohol before noon, but we're gonna do this, okay? Okay, and then you suck through one of the ends like a straw yes. in so the milk. The milk's got to be hot, but not too hot that you're gonna burn your mouth. Learn that one the hard way. Okay, ready? Sucking, Definitely. commencing. He's sucking it up. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna narrate this awkward <laughs> sucking that's happening. Is it still hot? No, it's not hot anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Mm. It works though, it's like through. Well, I'll put it in mouth. No, you put it in mouth. Um, it, it dissolves. Gets, yeah, it's all dissolved and milky. Into a fudgy, oh, my delicious messy. cookie. It's a super messy. It's super messy. <laughs> it's super delicious. Mmm, that is good. Um, treat yourself this holiday season by slamming a Tim Tam. You um, won't regret it. And Tim Tam. Um, let's see. Arnott's is Arnott's, the company. Tim you Tim. can always send us a check. Um, send us a check. Oh, Arnott's can. Yeah. It's basically we just promoted you. For you. Yeah. Geez. <laughs> fuck. Right. Give us money. Okay. So All now right. that we've slammed the Tim Tam, we had to do that while the milk was still somewhat warm. So, okay. So going back to, uh, the other shit we were talking about. What were you talking about? Okay, so here, here's the thing about PsyCon that I realized. Um, the skeptic community is a very small, close-knit community. Mm -hmm. The whole time, Shane's like, oh, we should bring the Richard Dawkins book, and we should bring my Bill Nye book. And I'm like, dude, it's not like they're just going to be wandering the halls, and you're just going to be able to run into them. And literally every fucking time... <laughs> 
<laughs> I went into a hallway. Richard Dawkins was there every time. Every time. He was like walking in front of us. We didn't realize Constantly it. Constantly in the hallway. Like I just had to go pee and he'd just be like, hey. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> it was honestly disconcerting how much he was just there lingering all the time. <laughs> totally it, available to everybody. Yeah. Um, and then fucking Bill Nye also... And you, you know, you missed him when you went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. So I'm sitting there waiting in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, Bill Nye is right there texting on his phone. And so, of course, <laughs> he got harassed, and you could tell that he's like so over being a celebrity, oh, but was... it's also very sweet to the nerds that are at the conference. Yep. And and gave Shane a picture. I got Later, we ran into him when we got a book signed, and then you know he also talked, and we got um, pictures with him then as well. But yeah, he was just. He just came and sat next to us at one point, like you know. Yeah, we were we were at the uh, Penn and Teller talk. Yeah. And he was sitting like three seats away from us, and I was fanboying. Yeah. A little too much. So much fanboying. So much fanboying. So. And then you know, like, well, what's funny is like my my best interaction was uh, Ross Blotcher, which is funny because, like, he's he's, he's not that big of a yeah. ce celebrity, but he's a podcaster for Ono oh Ross and Carrie. It's a wonderful podcast. Go listen to it. Listen to ours first, but then go listen to it. <laughs> and uh, I ran into him and I was like, oh my God, I've been listening to your podcast for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a there, little too excited. You were fanboying over everybody. I was fanboying. Liter like literally well, every skeptic in the community. You were like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, and it then really one, was. Who was the one that brought out the spreadsheet? There was oh a guy that brought out a spreadsheet. <laughs> Richard Saunders. You started like fanboying. You're like, yes. oh my God, your spreadsheet. Well, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't believe this is happening well, right now. That is what our psychic investigation is actually based off of. So you listen to our uh, psychic investigation podcast. We're actually following. Uh, all the psychics here in Utah and just tracking whether or not their predictions are hits or misses. And that's exactly what Richard Saunders did. He's the one that started it, which is why I got excited about his spreadsheet, okay? Yeah, that's fine. No, I, what I love about it is, again, this is a close community I learned. Mm -hmm. Everyone's very supportive. There's not a lot of ego going around. We learned that skeptics who are know about skepticism, that aren't idiots like me, are actually listening to this podcast. I don't know why. Thank you for your support. Um, but, you know, they're just a supportive community. Very small, close-knit, supportive community. Um, we did learn that our intro song sounds Jewish. Yeah, apparently our intro song sounds Jewish. <laughs> we, we didn't know that. Didn't Shane know. just thought it sounded like skeletons dancing. Yeah, yeah. He like, wanted a little insight into why that intro got picked. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're, you know, we're outsourcing to get someone to change that for us eventually. But, um, I do have to mention mm -hmm. after we unknowingly, um, interviewed a celebrity skeptic, I guess you could say again, they have no ego. So he, I don't think he would call himself a celebrity skeptic. Uh, Mark Edward, after we accidentally interviewed him, not realizing mm -hmm. who he was, <laughs> Um, oh, we both have coughs, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So you're going to hear it. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to hear it. It's the season. We apologize and <laughs> just accept us. Um, so I got his book, Psychic Blues. You got to get the Audible version. It's unabridged, and I think it's the only one that you can get now. I mean, I think you can get the other ones used, but 
And you said it was Mark Edward actually reading it, right? Yes, yeah. Mark. It's in his voice, which <laughs> yeah. is great because I can just I can picture him telling me the story. Um, James Randi did the forward, so I heard James Randi read the forward. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so you know what he sounds like. I do know what he, he does sounds have a like. Unique voice. Yes. So um, I just have to say this book was amazing. If you are a psychic, you should read it. If you believe in psychics, if you've gone to a psychic. If you just want to know how shit was weird in Hollywood in the 70s, you should read this book. It was fascinating. I couldn't stop listening to it. It's just, just do it. Just do it's, it. Just do it. I'm just saying, you won't regret it. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I A lot love, of weird fucking stories, and I loved it. I love that during this whole podcast, we're like listening to you learn about skepticism, and it's like, it excites me. Yay. <laughs> Well, yes, that's the audience, right? We're trying to get people who are new to skepticism. But again, we appreciate all of you who already know all this shit and are just supporting us. Yeah, so with that's our James Randi awesome. episode, all y'all probably already know James Randi. But we're doing it through the magic of someone who's never heard of him. <gasps> the, magic. the magic. I'm like a little <laughs> child. It's like, <laughs> Like, I believe in Santa Claus, you know? Yeah. I'm just like, tell me all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into that, though, first, yeah. you got to do an update on the energy healing conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The energy healing conference. <sighs> okay. Yay. So if you listen to our episode two, uh, where I talk about my conversation with Tammy, mm -hmm. Tammy, um, uh, basically, she was the head of the energy healing conference. And I left that conversation as, oh, maybe I can you know, have a boot down there or something like that. She never really responded to me. So I finally, uh, they had a conference going on January 26th, and I was like, I'm going to buy a booth. So I put the money down. Um, I was completely honest in the application, just, you know, be have skeptics where, you know, I'm just going to put some science things up and just have, you know, and, and be open to conversation. Yeah, we were creating some energy tests like, yeah. that people could come do to, oh, and to just test their was, ability to use a Reiki energy, yeah. you know, to move. Yeah, and um, I was so excited. things like that. Yep, I had all these tests. I was way excited about it. We were going to do our dowsing tests and the, and the, and the, um, the pendulum one. The pendulum one. And the, and yeah, it, I was, I was so excited. Um, and it was going to be my first conference <laughs> that I ever did. Uh, but then all of a sudden I just had a, a refund in my bank account. Mm -hmm. I go in and check on it and, oh, they sent my money back. Mm -hmm. I tried following up with Tammy. She never responded. So uh, basically, they're not allowing skeptics in the energy healing conference. Dun, dun, dun. You've got bad energy I got coming bad in. energy. Trying to. <laughs> well, and, you know, and that's, what, that's what I, that's what I kind of hate about it. Because, like, yeah, I'm a skeptic, but I'm also nice and I'm capable of, like, not starting shit, you know? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I have a real. Um, desire to actually uh, teach people and, and have yeah. them learn this and even learn myself like I'm open to the energy feeling being real it's just there's no evidence so show me the evidence let's see it you know which is basically what you've been asking for her from her this whole time the whole time and but like, all of her evidence is as you'll learn in episode two not not good at all there <laughs> yeah and, and I mean as part of this I started digging more through those those studies and yeah it's just the same thing it's like a mix of it either it either just relaxes you or it doesn't work at all <laughs> you yeah. know and uh so you know um 
the evidence just isn't there and uh and it seems like they do not allow people who ask for the evidence in their events <laughs> so uh that leaves us to our next like i'm gonna have i plan on having a booth at pride utah pride it's always a blast I want to be able to show our support, the Beehive Skeptic support for the LGBT community. Uh, but I already have all the stuff for the booth. Might as well have it up and out and ready for Pride. So come find us in Pride, usually yeah. first weekend of June. Yeah, we'll, we'll be mentioning it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll be mentioning it's it again. December now. And then September 2nd is uh, Phenomicon, where I plan on trying the same thing in Phenomicon. So this will be more UFO believers and uh, ghost hunters will be in this one. So Ooh, we'll, we'll see if fun. they do the same thing or if they let me have a booth there. <laughs> yeah. But that'll be in Bernal on September 2nd. So, you know, if you want to help us out, you know, come volunteer and help us run a booth. It'll be fun. So yes, those... And the next PsyCon is in Vegas again in October. Yes, it'll be in October. We'll talk about it. Once it's announced, we'll especially talk about it. Um, I think they just have a save the date, though, for the last weekend of October. Okay. Sounds good. Now I got the hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go into James Randy. James Randy. The, the Santa of... Um, Skepticism. skepticism i don't know he looks okay. like santa yeah if you haven't looked up a picture okay, so th a this beard. is going to require homework so as you're listening to this podcast you're going to have to follow along and maybe look up a few youtube videos so i'm going to give you some youtube some search terms to look for for these youtube videos i strongly recommend if you've never heard of james randy looking these up if you have do it for nostalgia it's so just go look at it again it's great so James Randy. Tell me. James Randy was born in August 7th, 1928. Cool. He was a wee little boy mm -hmm. with a white beard. Wee <laughs> Just kidding. Wee little boy. <laughs> uh, in the he, 20s. But he's a magician. In 20s. His true passion was, was magic. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically when he was a teenager, he uh, fell off a horse and broke, broke his leg, broke his something. Uh, he was just in a cast. Uh, sorry. Falling off a horse, that was P Professor X. <laughs> Did... He fell off a bicycle. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just You confused <laughs> an X-Men yeah, yeah, with James yeah. Randi. No, no. He fell off a bicycle. Double check everything here today. <laughs> so as he's recovering, he start, He got like uh, a present with, with magic books and just got super excited about magic and mm. started doing it as a teenager. Um and so what, what's the best part about this is he ended up dropping out of high school and joined a carnival. He literally ran away and joined a carnival. I mean, well, that was the time era, <laughs> era was, to do it, right? It I was. Mean, and it was, that uh, was the like, good old carny days. I love that fact about him that he ran away to go be a carny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so awesome. Or did they call it carny? I don't know. Circus. He circus. ran away to, he just, he just ran ran away to, to join the circus. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so that... Right there is our—he's already awesome. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, what else should we do? No, just kidding. What? Just kidding. Well, so then as a teenager, Let's go watch Water for Elephants. Fucking love that show. <laughs> yeah. Then as a teenager, he uh, he jumped in. He he went into a, um, a um, what do you call it? A faith healing church, right? The guy was claiming to claiming to read their minds and uh, and and uh, was claiming to heal them. Yeah. Right? And so apparently, in front of everybody. 
He already has the magic experience. He comes out and he's like, this is how he's doing it. And he repeats the, the trick in front Whoa. of the whole congregation. As a teenager. As a teenager. Called out his faith Called healer. out his faith nice. And got kicked out. <laughs> yeah. And so ever since then, that's kind of sparked his skepticism. That's right. Like, he's like, these people are tricking these these poor right. oh, for sure. people. And so <coughs> that began his career in debunking uh, psychics by basically just repeating their their steps right and so he'd he'd go on he'd do his magic tricks on uh, johnny carson mm-hmm. and those those shows um uh he he one thing he got really famous for was he broke he broke houdini's record for being in a locked coffin underwater i think it was 108 minutes oh what the hell <laughs> yeah and uh and he and, and so he's an escape artist he escaped out of that uh, and then one of the most famous ones you'll find as well is uh, he got hung over the Niagara Falls uh, upside down on a crane in a straight jacket. Holy shit. And getting out of the straight jacket upside down over Niagara Falls. And then ha- okay. And then did the crane bring him back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he didn't need to. Yeah, as far as I could tell, that he didn't. Yeah, out, yeah, right? no, he just like got the straight jacket off. Oh, and okay, it and stressful. <laughs> right. So he had he had he had a really like he was a very good magician, mm-hmm. and he was a mainstream. He he was on um, uh, what's Happy Days. Yeah, uh, I love you know, Happy made, days, go, made guest appearances on that and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So he so back in the day, he was a big he was a big magician and showed up on on. Uh, TV and all that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so one of the first things he started doing, uh, he started posing as an astrologer on uh, on a newspaper and just started writing um, as Zuran. <laughs> I'm Zuran the astrologer, and all he did was he shuffled up newspaper astrologies, shuffled them up, and then was just you know oh Virgo, what was actually Aries is a Virgo, and what was this, and he just shuffled them up. Okay, so he take the. <laughs> astrological prediction for one person and give it to another one yeah so this is for virgo but we're gonna give it to pisces yeah okay and then he'd publish these yeah and then and then, and then people would be like you know oh you're so you're so right on you're so exact it's like, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and then he just explained how it's like i'm not exact i literally just shoveled <laughs> yeah, this around exactly. and you guys are just drawing the conclusions you want from it exactly yeah okay <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, uh, this is the bone about Harry Houdini. Hold on. Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. He was also on, uh, Alice Cooper's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Cooper, uh, was, was, would do would do his whole show. And then what would happen is, uh, at the very end, there's a giant guillotine that Alice Cooper would put his head through and James Randi would <laughs> chop his head off. Uh, nice. Just as a whole magic so metal. So metal. <laughs> so you know he's metal. He ran off. <laughs> he ran away. Joined, joined the, the circus. circus as a kid. Broke several magic records. Yeah. This guy's a badass. Yeah, I'm getting that. And there okay. you go. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, then his big publicity started with Yuri Geller. Have you ever heard of Yuri, mm-hmm. Yuri Geller? Yuri Geller was a mentalist who claimed he could uh, melt and bend metal with his mind. And he, he claimed he could uh, read things through uh, or, like, see what you drew in a sealed envelope. Mm-hmm. And, and he claimed, what else? What was another one? Oh, yeah, he could find water in, you know, in separate containers. Okay. And so Johnny Carson, who had James Randi on his show a few times, 
uh, and actually was kind of friends with him and was also skeptical of Yuri Geller, was like, well, maybe I should check with this. So he called James Randi, and James Randi told him, don't let him touch anything. <laughs> so do a little test, gather all your props, and don't let him touch any of the props. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so on television, you search Yuri Geller and Johnny Carson. You'll find it on YouTube. And so on television, uh, uh, Johnny Carson brings out all these things. And, hey, can you demonstrate your ability for us? And he freezes. And he sits there for like 20 minutes of like, I didn't realize you were going to do this. I, uh, I, how come I haven't, or no, I, I haven't seen any of this. I don't understand any of this. And then he was like, I feel pressured. I feel pressured. I can't do anything. <laughs> he was like sitting there having mm. an almost panic attack uh, until finally he just said, I don't, I don't feel strong. I can't do it. Hmm, convenient. <laughs> convenient. Uh, do we have a spoon? Uh, we do <laughs> not have a spoon. Basically, the spoon bending, or James Randi exposed the spoon bending trick as a, uh, it's a pre-bent spoon. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like bend it a few times. Yeah. And then it's nice and loose. Yeah, like and, I feel like every kid learns that yeah. spoon bending trick. I mean, I feel like I learned it in the yeah. 90s. yeah. Probably because it was debunked in <laughs> yeah. 1970, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then there's other things with keys uh, where you can like... Um, where if you're like misdirecting, you can like, like lean on the key and bend it mm-hmm. and then you have a bent key and you're like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so he, he exposed that, but Yuri Geller was pissed. And so it turned out to be, it was almost a lifelong feud with Yuri Geller mm. <laughs> where he continues to be like, um, no, this is real. Um, I, I'm a psychic, and you know the, uh, he's just a hater. Um, what happened is the believers really like solidified their belief. They, like, they don't need the evidence. Yeah, they don't need the evidence. They're like, oh, he was attacked. Or, oh, he was, you know, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Um, and so, like James Randi ended up writing a book about it. Yuri Geller was like, ended up suing him. Uh, what's funny is, uh, he ended up losing that, that suit, <laughs> Yuri Geller did. Um, but the sad part is that James Randi still ended up spending 250 something thousand dollars on that suit. So, yeah. so he still walked out losing money, but, but it was funny. <laughs> okay. So Yuri Geller and James Randi, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Look that up. Uh, let's see. So then James Randi, along with, uh, Paul Kurtz, Isaac Asimov, and Carl Sagan. How do you say that? Asimov, right? Asimov? Yeah. Russian. The guy who wrote Foundation. Isaac Asimov? Yeah. How do you say it? And uh, Carl Sagan all started Center for Inquiry. Okay. So he was one of the I didn't realize Carl Sagan started it. Oh, yeah. Carl Sagan was right there with him. Nice. Yep. I love Carl. Carl. Good old Carl. That freaking guy. Right. We He's all like love Carl. Mr. Rogers of science. Oh my god. <laughs> so him. true. He is. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah. Uh so yeah, he started the Center for Inquiry, uh, which is still run today. They do PsyCon. Uh PsyCon actually started as TAM, the amazing meeting that was also in Vegas. Uh, mm. all, the, all the way up until James Randi's death. Um, sorry, I'm looking at my notes, figuring out where we are. Doing little sound effects, thinking sound <clears throat> Doing effects. Doing thinking sound effects. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Yuri Geller ended up paying $120,000, but the uh, fees was $272,000. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it sucked. 
Um, oh, yeah. And then in November 2007, Yuri finally said, I'll no longer say I have supernatural powers. I am an entertainer. I want to do a good show. My entire character has changed. Okay, so, eventually, so he finally admitted that he's, finally admitted he's just it. a fucking magician. And he's still out there today, but he's just doing it as a magician yeah. instead of saying he's a psychic. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Other thinking sounds. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so there's just a a funny note here that I I wrote down that I'm trying to remember that I wrote down. (laughs) But apparently a professor from the University of Buffalo shouted out at Randy while he was um, showing his, uh, while he was uh, repeating a trick that Yuri Geller was doing. He says... He says, no, you're a fraud. You know, you're not actually, you actually have psychic powers. That's why you can do this. Okay. So he believed this professor. <laughs> this professor. Thought that Randy was thought, a psychic and pretending to be a magician. Exactly. And so his quote is. Wow. So Randy's quote is, yes, indeed. I'm a trickster. I'm a cheat. I'm a charlatan. Uh, that's how, that's what I do for a living. Everything I've done here has been trickery. <laughs> And he, he comes back and he says, no, you're pretending to do these things through trickery, but you're actually using psychic powers. <laughs> oh, wow. And get so, a, yeah. Get a clue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this leads us to... Are you mental? Sorry, I just yeah, want to quote uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> are you mental? Get the net. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now this leads us to one of my favorites, uh, Project Alpha. Okay. Okay, it's Project Alpha. Uh, in the 1970s, there was a McConnell Laboratory for Psychological Research, mm. where they were actually producing... Yeah. The 70s seemed to be a big time where they really were taking this shit seriously. Exactly. And, and, and this is part of, part of the reason why, is because they actually uh, produced some scientific papers showing, like, this is real. Right. That psychics were actually yeah. had psychic powers. Exactly. And so Randy contacted them and was like, hey... Uh, maybe if you tightened up your security, this is how they could be tricking you. Right. And they kind of ignored him mm. and just like, well, we'll see what we could do, but they never really tightened up the security. And so, uh, Randy was contacted by Michael Edwards, not, no relation. <laughs> Different Michael Edwards. Well, <laughs> not to Mark Edward is what you're saying. Yeah. Not, okay. not Mark Edward, but Mike, Mike Edwards, <laughs> uh, and Steve Shaw, who's now known as Banachek. 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 Okay. So Banachek and Mike Edwards, uh, who were just little kids at the time, teenagers, and uh, and they they were like, hey, we want to help. And so he's like, hey. So they both applied to uh, the the Mac Lab, is what it's called. Yeah, where they were doing these studies <clears throat> on yeah. psychic exactly. phenomenon. And so they started. And so they contacted Randy, or they contacted. Well, they the first lab. contacted Randy, and then Randy's like, go to that lab. Okay. So. <laughs> so and so... They, Why did Randy tell him to go to that lab? Did these people think they had psychic powers? No. So they knew that they didn't have psychic powers. They were magicians. They were magicians. And yeah. Randy's like, hey, go do your magic at this lab. Exactly. Mm. And he, he apparently, I mean, he said, he said to, the, to, to Mike and Banachek, he said, he said, if they ever ask if you're cheating, be honest and yeah. tell them yes. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, during the entire time, they, they were never asked if they oh, were cheating. Okay. Uh, and then let's see, he said, uh, yeah, tell the truth, whether they're faking the results. Uh, and they were never asked the question directly. Um, th- sorry, there's also some notes here about how they did it, which I'm skimming through. Here we go. <clears throat> so, so they would bring out some spoons and they would say, um, 
I, I want you to bend these spoons, and they'd have them all labeled. Mm-hmm. And so they would they would complain. Are they that bend the their labels, spoons with their hand or with their mind? With their well. <laughs> well, I mean, like, are they able to touch them? It was apparently yes, but that was one of the things they were saying. I'm sorry, you can touch <laughs> the spoon, but you're bending it with your mind. Exactly. Are you kidding? Exactly. Me? My uh, child would see through that exactly. at this point. Yeah. And these researchers just, okay. No. Well, sure. And how they did some of it is like, what they would do is they would pre-measure the spoons. They'd all be different shapes, you know, and all that stuff. So they bring out all these different spoons that were labeled. And they would say, oh, the labels are getting in the way. The labels are getting in the way. Can you take off these labels? And they'd take off the labels. And then, like, they would just switch the labels when they put them back. And they'd be like, oh, this spoon has changed. Its weight's different. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, hell. <laughs> And then another one, they drop one of the spoons on their lap and bend it on the table with their hand while while spending another spoon in their other hand. Or yeah. while trying it with this one, they'd like pick bend up another, another one, one. And bend yeah. another okay. one. <laughs> so this is how the researchers were not picking up on the obvious shit that they were doing. Yes, okay. exactly. And another one, yeah, this one's funny. They were given pictures and sealed envelopes and asked to identify what they were. Okay. And, uh, and, they they said they, it was controlled by examining the envelopes later, and they were just closed by staples. Mm-hmm. So apparently, what they would do is they'd be they'd they'd uh, they'd open them with their they'd leave and not watch them the whole time. They'd pick open the staples with their fingernails, fingernails, read it or look at it, close it up, the put the staples back. back. I'm sorry, but as someone who has been sneaking as a child, learned to open all the presents under the tree. <laughs> yeah. Carefully opening the tape, sliding the present out, looking at what it was and putting it back. I can tell you that any child knows how to fucking get in shit and make it look like they didn't get into it. Absolutely. Again, this is just, this is beyond me that these, you clearly, they wanted the results they were getting. Exactly. They were not rigorous with the testing at all. Oh yeah. And there was, I mean, there's another one where they had uh, the most difficult one that they had cheating was they put um, one of those little spinny things or a little piece of paper in a globe, in a glass globe. Right, but you can blow on the table. That was what they were showing But us. it was in a sealed... Okay, it was okay in a so lip. they did seal it so you yeah. can't blow on the well, table and get air in. There's a little lip that the glass fit into. Just a little hole. Okay, but was any anyone able to do so, that one? So they couldn't do it at first. At first, here's how they cheated. Oh, they found a way. Okay. <laughs> they found a way. So apparently, while they while they were opening it up to switch out whatever was inside it, he was holding a little piece of paper. Oh. And put it in the crack. Oh. <laughs> and then they put it on so that there was a little lip there, and then yeah. they were able to blow. If there's just any, like you were saying. this is what I learned at the convention. If there's any little bit of airflow that can get through, you can use your breath. To move shit, so yeah, that's all that that needed was just a tiny little crack. Yeah, so so good job. I recommend <laughs> looking this up because it's absolutely amazing. Look up uh, Project Alpha Look Back with Michael Edwards and James Randi, Project Alpha. Right, so just he did the look out. So he did the Project Alpha Look Back with Michael Edwards when he just like popped in and they were talking about it and talked about it, how they did all. Yeah, this is a YouTube thing. It's a YouTube thing. Okay. But the most epic part is when the press release came out. So what happened is in front of everybody, the 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 Mac Lab was like, "Hey, we're we're this we're they're like announcing their results." Powers are real. And then James Randi holds a holds a press conference, and then what he did is he just says, he just says, uh, uh, "Michael." 
Michael Edwards and Banachek, why don't you come over here and just tell us, how did you do it? Yeah. And then they come on and they say, well, to be quite honest, we cheat. And there's like an audible, oh! Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, mwah! <laughs> nice. And so like he, he just brought down the lack of scientific rigor yeah. in, these, in these tests and yeah. these studies. And it was just, mwah! You know, just, it was like, yes. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, so yes. Okay, loving it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then next. Tell me more. Here's a good one, James Heydrich. Okay. Uh, YouTube, uh, Jan James Randi exposes Heydrich. Another very public, like, you failed. <laughs> and so this was a man who claimed to be telekinetic. He claimed he could move paper by just, you know, you know. Like, oh, he was the guy with the phone books. You you've seen this one, Well, yes. no, they showed us at... When the, during the magic portion, yeah, where they were teaching us the magic tricks, he showed us this guy, and I'm watching. I'm going, that is really weird. How is he doing that? Because it does look like he's, you know, doing it with his hands, right? And then, yeah. and, and then so, they just completely showed us how he did it exactly, right after, just, and it was like, oh, that's how he did the it. Blowing, yeah. He was able to blow in such a way that looked like he wasn't blowing, exactly. And he was just move, yeah, moving it with his hand so, from his mouth. Yeah, and so this video that look up this video, phone book, yeah. it's so awesome because he comes out and says that he's like James Rand. He's like, I think he's just blowing, and I'm gonna prove it. And so what he does is he takes packing foam and puts it around the mm -hmm. the the phone book and mm -hmm. says, "Okay, if you can do it without moving the packing foam, then we'll believe you." <laughs> and, and he's just he, he's like walking around it. He's looking at it. You can tell he's like trying to like, is there any way I can get out of this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he finally just nope, can't do it. He gives up. He didn't even want to try because it, it exposed the trick. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> so that was fun. I truly enjoy that video. Look it up. Okay. But then, <clears throat> okay, it's hard to pick a favorite. My other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so many favorites. Peter Popoff. Okay, have you ever heard of Peter Popoff? Well, you at some point this was mentioned, but I don't know anything about it. I okay. mean, it's hard to forget a name like Peter Popoff. <laughs> right. Is that a given name? Uh, I don't know. Actually, that sounds fucking I'm weird. Not too okay. sure. So, Peter, anyways, continue. I mean, you he, know, he's a he was whatever. he's a, he was a very big faith healer. He was on TV, mm -hmm. and people thought he had magical powers. He was able to uh, he'd bring out he'd be able to call out people by name. Can I get? Charlie something and Charlie would come over. He'd be able to tell them what their where they live. He'd be able to tell them who their family is and he'd be able to tell them okay. what problem they I have. I just have to pause right here because I will have to say in Mark Edwards' book, yeah, or Edward, it's not an S on the end. Um, he was asked to do a type of um tent type of um psychic reading. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to do a cold reading. But they, they didn't want it. They wanted accuracy because they were filming. And he goes into how they basically trick these people into thinking that he's an actual psychic. Yeah. And it's amazing how it's just tiny little things that they're doing to get this information and set up. I mean, just read it. Just read the book. But yes, so... I've heard, I know a little bit about how these tricks are done, this I guess, is even, just a titch. This is even dumber. Oh my God, it's dumber? <laughs> yes, tell me. So, uh, so, so, you know, it's just like, how do you know all this stuff? It's so specific. And um, 
So James Randi's like, I know how. And so he shows up, and, uh, and he just, like, shows up as one of the people, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and he brings in a little radio transmitter. Well, or a little, uh, oh, a little radio. Um, yeah. What do you call it? Receiver. Yes. <laughs> he got the signals. And he got the signals. Because Peter was wearing an earpiece. Yep, he was wearing oh. an earpiece. Oh, and yes. his wife was reading oh. the prayer cards. Oh. And so James Randi. So Randy, easy. Exactly. Didn't and, they do a movie with like Steve Martin doing that? Possibly, yeah. And this is probably exactly where it's from. Steve Martin was pretending to be the faith here. It probably is based on this <laughs> fucker. Okay. And so, yeah, it's real famous. Like, you got to go You gotta go look it up again. Another YouTube homework. YouTube James Randi debunks Peter Popoff Faith Healer. That's the name of the video. And you can hear her go, uh, hello, hello, Petey. Can you hear me? If you can't, you're in trouble. <laughs> and then be, proceeds to read off. Uh, oh. some of the, and they were, there, there was a few, They're, these people make tons of money. Yeah. These faith healers. Oh yeah. Tons Dude, of money. Fuck these guys. There was actually an extended cut. I, I couldn't find, I was looking for it on this, but there's an extended cut where she's like using the N word and everything too. It's Ew. like, Ew. Yeah, gross. Was, so it's like, these people are gross, you know? <laughs> it's like, she just is total con artist, total con artist. Ugh. And, uh, but yeah, so she, he got the, all that recording and he went immediately to the news and like mm, exposed, exposed him. Yeah. And it broke him. He declared bankruptcy that year, I think. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. And so, but the, the downside is, and the sad part is he's up and about doing the same thing right now. See, this is what concerns me is yeah. because when I hear these stories, I obviously just filter it through my DSM four brain of like. This is a person with antisocial disorder. Yeah. And have to be. they are con artists <laughs> yeah. and they're just going from one con to the next mm -hmm. and taking advantage of these people who really need help, who are looking for a cure, who are desperate. And these people have no sympathy, but they're good at pretending like they really care and they yeah. can help you. Absolutely. And so, yeah, when people say like, what's the, what's the harm, you know, well, they're giving them a, uh, a placebo effect or they're giving them a you know a good feeling and it's like no they're using them yeah and this motherfucker this makes millions of dollars i think at the time a, no empathy yeah. for these people no empathy they're just completely well, being and you can used tell with how the wife was talking of, there's yeah. just no like she was it's gross it was, yeah. and you want to support that exactly so that you can have a good feeling yeah about a lie that you're holding on to. Yeah. It, it, it's so sickening. Or you could just actually go to the doctors and get real medicine. <laughs> yeah. And not have to believe the lie. I mean, just a thought. Like just from people thought. who genuinely have empathy and want <laughs> to help you. Yeah. And are dying in debt, to, you know, for the degree that they had to get so that they could serve you. Yeah. I mean, just, just thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so this, I mean, he did succeed and he was out for several years, several like 20 years or something. Mm. I think it's only recently that he's been like coming out and doing it again. But yeah, he's out there again, making millions of dollars selling Gross. miracle spring water. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And one of my, uh, so moving on, one of my other favorite ones. Mm -hmm. This is probably his biggest one. Oh, okay. Because he basically tricked the entire continent of Australia. Wow. <laughs> So why Australia? Well, because Australia had a lot of uh, mediums coming through. Okay, and a lot of like news coverage of it, and so, and so he was like, you know, what? I'm going to expose this. And so what he what he did is he started. By this time, he had money. 
Mm-hmm. Like uh, his, uh, the JRF, the James Randi Educational Foundation, CSI, and all that. He's, they had money to work with. Mm-hmm. And so he started a, a huge ad campaign and started talking to all the news media and talking about this new medium called Carlos, who can, who can uh, uh, um, you know, channel. That's channeler. Channeling, not a medium, a challenge. Channel, channeler. channeler. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and you could channel, channel this alien from named Carlos. Oh, an uh, alien. Or was it an alien or was it some... I mean, usually they channel angels. A spirit channeler. Yeah, like, you know, spirits. something from another realm. Because I was like, channeling an alien sounds... Yeah. And like beep boop bop, you know, like channel that shit. I'd love to hear that. Exactly. And so I love he, how I go actually... back to like aliens just <laughs> yeah. speaking in beeps. Beep, boop, bop, bop. <laughs> They're just like zeros and ones to me, basically. <laughs> so yeah, so he he uh he, he rented out an opera house. He he uh he um what's media cut co- he got all the media coverage and basically everyone is excited about Carlos. Carlos. Okay. Wait, what year was this? This was uh, 1988. Okay. Yeah. Still, this was during like the satanic panic yeah, era. Yeah, during so the satanic panic people era. People are still very invested area. in these superstitions. Exactly. Okay. I mean, not that people aren't now, but I, I feel like, you know, would they get away with this now? Maybe. I think they would. It's hard to say. I think people are still getting away with this shit. Yeah, I feel like they have to do it on a smaller scale now, you know? Yeah. Like, the bigger you get, the more... um, Yeah, it's a little less mainstream nowadays. Yeah. And probably because of things like this. Right, because James Randi just called them out on their shit. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be too easily exposed. Yeah. Okay. He actually teamed up with 60 Minutes also, which is why he got... A lot more of the right. publicity as well. So this is a whole 60 Minutes episode that you can look up. But you can also get the clips of it if you just Google or YouTube James Randi Speaks the Carlos Hoax, where James Randi just kind of talks about it. Mm-hmm. The Carlos Hoax. Sorry. Hoax, yeah. Uh, but uh, so Carlos was actually uh, Jose Alvarez, mm-hmm. who was actually Randi's partner. They were dating at the time. Uh, Randi's wait. gay. Okay, wait. So wait. <laughs> Randi knew Carlos. Randi knew... And they were together at this time. And he was in on this? And he was in on this. Randy was in on this? Yeah. (sighs) I did not see that He orchestrated the whole thing. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) And so... And so it's it's funny if wow. you like watch the video. Why of him is it channeling. so easy? Why it's... is it so easy for uh, him to get attention if he's pulling a scam? That's for him to be like say anything reasonable. People are like. Fuck you! You're actually psychic. Like, what? <laughs> That's exactly yeah, exactly. So the only That's way what... he could actually really get attention is if like, hey, let's just do the hoaxes then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I mean, they're effective, you know, because like people are like, but oh they, shit, they I got so tricked. ready to believe. I know, in the so hoax. ready to believe, and that's and that's that's his point. That's <gasps> what he's trying to expose. Is okay, how I get it. He's like human the, nature, yeah. man. We dumb. Exactly, exactly. It's cool. Okay. And so, Carla, like, if you look up the video, it's kind of like weird how he does it. Mm-hmm. So he's like a complete like ah, <laughs> like doing weird shit. Well, yeah, you got to enter. You got to perform. If you exactly. just come in, that's one of the things things they were saying too. Yeah. At the magic class, you got to perform it. If you just came in and told, did the trick. Yeah. There wouldn't be any magic there. It's all about the element of performing. And that's what a lot of psychics do. They do certain things to act as if they're um, 
psychic, you know, and then it builds the tension and you believe yeah. it more, right? Exactly. And, that, and that's the beauty of Randy is like, he's, he's a show, performer. Yeah, he's, he's a showman. A, yeah, he exactly. totally knows how to work that crowd. Right. And so, yeah, this whole thing was like, James Randy was at, even on an earpiece with Carlos mm-hmm. or with Jose Alvarez telling him what to say in many cases. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then basically it all came out on the 60 Minutes episode when 60 Minutes basically exposed the whole thing. Right. And they were like wanting them to expose it. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. What their plan yeah, that was, was to plan. expose it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so. So all of you guys got on board with this and we have been tricking you this whole time. That's exactly. basically what he said. Okay. Exactly. And so, and then the whole, you know, the moral of the story was basically how the media doesn't bother asking questions. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Being skeptical. They'll just be like, oh yeah, here's this thing that's happening and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, they just could take it and run with it and don't bother having any, you know, any questions, any intrigue, any, you know, any skeptical effort. Well, I think we <laughs> can all agree whether... Whatever you're reading, there's very little skepticism in it. Yeah, exactly. I would say that is a problem today. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Oh, last one. Okay. The next is uh, homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Um, James Randi was actually really involved because what happened is when they first did their homeopathic test, homeopathic, mm-hmm. homeopathy was being shown to have results. Like what they were doing is they were taking a homeopathic solution of something that would destroy cells and then putting it on a cell and then the cell would get destroyed, mm-hmm. right? And and James Randi looks at it and he's like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> and, um, and, so, and so once he started getting involved, uh, all of a sudden the effect goes away. You know, all you had to do was tighten up the uh, protocols of the test mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the effect goes away. Um, basically what they were doing is they were using the same pipette so they were taking it out, putting it in, taking it out, putting it in with the same pipit, mm-hmm. which had some of the stuff still on it. And so um, and so it wasn't properly diluted through homeopathy. But oh, you know so what? it wasn't diluted. It wasn't diluted because they were using the same pipit. Right. The whole time. Right. Homeopathic is a severely, uh, they take it and dilute it really, really, really small amounts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you'll get the, yeah. No, I've yeah. seen, because... <laughs> yeah. We recently, I mean, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but I I do have my frustrations with homeopathy and I, you know, recently asked someone to give my child cough medicine when they were watching them and they said they did. My child continued to keep coughing. I said, "Show me the medicine that was given to you." <laughs> It was the homeopathic stuff, and I was like, this isn't cough medicine. She was raging inside. I I was. I was like, I did not want to be woken up in the middle of the night to give my child cough medicine. That's why I asked you to give her (laughs) cough medicine. Yeah. But, yes, when you really believe in homeopathy, it's, you just, there's not a difference between regular, like, actually proven medicine and homeopathy. These people are very invested Mm-hmm. in this working exactly okay so basically they were taking a non-diluted solution that they were saying was diluted but it was still on the pipit yeah and so that's why it was killing the cell because it was very toxic exactly. and it wasn't diluted so okay. their, their test it. just wasn't didn't have strict enough protocols and i so, mean i don't need that test to know that homeopathy is real. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've tested it on myself so many times that i 
Yeah. I tell you that I've had zero effects. <laughs> Can't well, even placebo my shit into that. I would love <laughs> to have a placebo effect at the very least, but right. can't even get that from it. So. Oh yeah. Uh, and so yes, I do recommend another homework thing. Look up homeopathy or homeopathy, quackery and fraud, James Randi. He basically does a tech, TED talk on it. But it's amazing because every time he talk about it, what he do is he take out a whole bottle of homeopathic sleeping pills and um and you know read out it says right here do not take more than three blah, is that blah, the blah, belladonna blah. stuff i don't I'm sorry. well he, i've he seen like type, belladonna but... on some of them yeah I and think i'm that's like what you want me to give diluted belladonna to my child <laughs> exactly yeah bruv yeah <laughs> and so yeah so he'd read it out do not take more than these and then he just down the, oh, down the whole bottle or like during the talk he'd just be eating them like mints and just talking about and like, yeah, this is how it works and this is how it works. oh and i'm still not sleeping <laughs> exactly and he just chugged the whole thing what's and... weird to me though is in my experience the people who Support homeopathy. Do not support vaccines. No, yeah. <laughs> Does that seem a bit confusing? A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, it's, well, it's weird. Because when they talk about homeopathy, it's almost like they're talking about the science of vaccine, which actually works, mm -hmm. right? Um, where in homeopathy, it doesn't because it's a completely different chemical and process, but... You mean water. No, yeah, so it's just like, I'm... Uh, you know, just food for that, food for that. Just confused by that. Yeah. You know, Personal I've, confusion. We're all confused just, by I, that. It's actually... I, I found uh, it's the pet peeve of a lot of skeptics. Like, you, if you want to get a skeptic talking, talk about homeopathy. And they're like, oh my God, and they just like go crazy on it. Well, <laughs> it I'm not necessarily, it's not no, like one of my. It pisses me off because I go to the yeah. store and I'm like looking for medicine for my child. And so many times I've bought something that says cough medicine or whatever and gotten home and realized it was homeopathic. Yeah. It's and very I'm like, I did, why is labeling. this right next to the actual medicine labeled as if I'm getting actual medicine and I'm not? And yeah. it's, it, makes me angry oh yeah and the center for inquiry currently has a lawsuit out for that with uh cvs i think cvs and walmart well yeah they're trying to they're trying to fix that hopefully something happens like that. if you want to sell that shit fine but for me it's like put it in a different section labeled homeopathy so that i'm not accidentally buying it. i've accidentally bought it several times i've had to learn my lesson to look at the ingredients because mm -hmm. they will label it as if it's, you know, cough medicine. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, this ain't, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Good. You get it. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, I got it because I grew up in a household where I was given homeopathic medicine for all of my ailments and learned the hard way that they had zero effect on helping me. Hmm. Absolutely zero. Hmm. So, you know didn't take much you know yeah. yeah and then like when i became an adult and i like went and actually bought real medicine i was like oh my god i could have been actually living with this my whole life <laughs> yeah like oh uh, it's like my first it, time it trying blew, Sudafed. i know i like Sudafed. <laughs> i had like i got nyquil once it was like the best thing that i'd ever had before <laughs> it's like an actual cough suppressant and you know i was like oh my god my life has changed. 
Yeah. Yeah. So both, most of my childhood was just dealing with the illness. I never got any medicine All for right. it. Well, I totally recommend you look up that video then, the TED Talk. Um, all of y'all should. It's glorious. The thing about Randy is he's like, if you watch a video of him, he's very energetic and very, he's much more of a showman than I am. I'm very droll and, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, I'm like dead so, inside. So you got to so. watch all those videos. You really have to. He's, Otherwise, he's you have a the experience. Yeah. So now that we've finally done this, that's what I want you to do next. Go watch all those videos. You now have my permission. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go watch the Randy Poo. Go watch the Randy Poo. Mm -hmm. uh, he unfortunately died, I think it was 20, 2020 mm. or 2021. That's um, pretty recent. Which sucks because, yeah, my, one of my life goals was to meet James Randy. You did. You wanted Randy, to meet him. And I just didn't have... I didn't have the resources to make it down to TAM or CSI to be able to meet him. That sucks. At the time. And hmm. Yeah. So, it's a shame. But... Good news about that is he did always say that um, we can call on him to prove any mediums, right? And be like, be like, show us oh. James Randy. Tell us, tell us about James Randy. <laughs> so if I go to a medium, be like, tell me about James Randy. Yeah, I, I did that and with he, the uh, Ouija what? board test. I was like, well, we could always call on James Randy. <laughs> you know, he he and said in James his life. What did James Randy say? He just said in his life that he would, um, that if he died, he's always be willing to. Yeah, he, for sure. He, he, he would try to tell people this is real. Right. right. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, try Ouija board and James Randi. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but how would we know it's James Randi? Did he leave a well, code? Or he, a... he did with people he knows. Okay. So, so people he knows knows the secret code. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, he, and so, so he did actually do that with people he knows. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know it. Me. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, it can't be public knowledge or no, else it it'd be, be taken advantage of, but... Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a whole lifetime of shit. You know, mm -hmm. you just got the overview of all the cool stuff. Right. But there's a whole, like, I was realizing that while I was researching this. I was like, how do I sum up someone's whole 80, 90 year life mm -hmm. <laughs> into a whole, uh, you know, one hour podcast? Right. You can't. So basically, he was a magician who knew how people were. Taking advantage of other people and was just calling him out on it. Calling him out. Sounds he like spent a good life to life. me. Yeah, oh, he did have a good life. He spent his whole life calling people out on the bullshit. Yeah. And he, and he never really... He's like calling he would, out con artists, basically. Exactly. And he always had a, um, a beat-happy attitude. He was right. always an optimist about it. And so he never really let it get to him that much. Although, you know, people who knew him do talk about how he, like, behind closed doors, be like, that motherfucker. Well, yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. I do all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I do that on the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Have uh, any other questions about the Santa of, of skepticism? I, I'm i sure I will. I'm going to have to watch these videos. You absolutely have to watch these videos. Get into it. Yep. Yep, and uh, yeah, with that, that's our holiday episode. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Saturnalia. Yeah. All of that. Is that the Saturn god? Yeah. That yeah. we stole Christmas from. Yeah. They worshipped the god Saturnalia. Saturn. Saturnalia. And then like, they were like, hey, all <laughs> these pagans are worshipping the Saturn god. Let's take their rituals and make them Christian. Yeah. 
So that's what I love about when everyone's like, here's the real spirit of Christmas, and this is what this represents. <laughs> and it's like, unless you go back to when they were worshiping Saturn, yeah. your information is incorrect. Because this was all paganism, <laughs> yeah, from exactly. my understanding. But anyways, yep. I love trees, and love I love decorating trees. them. Love trimming me some trees. Oh my God, Kirsten is all about... So many fucking trees trimmed in this house. There's, yeah, yep, baby. Got a few. <laughs> mm. If you ever see our videos on YouTube, once I finally put them up, you'll see our Christmas tree here. Yeah, indeed. There you go. One of them. One of them. <laughs> One of the One five. of five, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy skepticism. Happy skepticism, Don't everyone. Don't be happy skeptical, peeps. <laughs> Question everything. Mm.